Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I am joined by a few of my buddies here. I'm going to get around the table, see how everybody's week's been. I'm going to start with my buddy to the south, Mr. Dave. How are you, man? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. I had to push back my Disney trip a day um, because I, of yep. this hurricane. But other than that, I'm good. Oh, well, everybody's freaking out. But, I mean, it's going to be a little wet. It's going to be a little windy. But it's not even going to be a hurricane here. You should have come. It's going to be well, great. And you know why? You ready for this? I'm ready. I got to tell you about something amazing. Oh, okay? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So guess what we do when the hurricanes are coming? What's that? We go to the theme parks. Yeah, there's nobody because there. it's the one time when nobody's there. In the last like week, half of the people coming to Florida have canceled their trips. Okay? Like nobody is in Florida right now because they either wanted to get out before the wind and rain started or they couldn't come in because of the wind and rain. So nobody's here. So today, you ready for this? I had a training thing with work that took me across to Universal. All Ooh, right, so I'm in Universal, lovely. And they were like, hey, you're already in the park. If you want to stay, you can. It's at about 30% capacity. I had a park-to-park -park ticket, and I was at the front gate of Universal when they let us go. All right? In the following 90 minutes, I rode Rip Ride and Rocket. I walked to the other park. I rode Hulk. I rode... Velocicoaster, and I rode Hagrid's, and I walked off Hagrid's 87 minutes after they had allowed us to go. That's pretty solid. Less than 90 minutes, I rode the four biggest roller coasters in two theme parks and walked between them. That's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Come to the come to the parks. Come to Orlando when it's in the middle of a hurricane. This yeah. is when to come. My issue was um, I would be driving straight through it. That would have been the problem because we were leaving tomorrow afternoon. You know, I was like, I don't really want to oh, drive no. through it. So. I left and the first band of rain hit me while I was driving home. And at one, at one point I was dr driving perpendicular to it and sheeting rain was hitting one side of my car and the window on the other side of my car was bone dry. <laughs> That's the way it's going to be too, man. Uh, well, I'm glad you had a good day, dude. That uh, yeah, sounds like a ton of fun. fun. Uh, let me go check yeah. on my buddy just north of me. We will be at Universal very soon. Mr. Mike, what's up, man? I'm, what's up, man? I'm doing good. We're, uh, we're storm prepping here. I was already got the email from work saying, pack a bag tomorrow because you might be here longer than you expect. So, uh, But you know how that goes. It's you know storm prep. When you do emergency services, you got to kind of be prepared to uh, assist the public in time of need. So here we are. We'll be busy. Uh, the good news is I'm ha it's supposed to be beautiful weather for the weekend. And uh, matter of fact, Ed Petrowski, who is like the local weatherman here, he's like what Ed said. He's kind of like a local favorite guy. Like everybody kind of knows him. He happens to be my neighbor. He lives 
lives up the block from me, which is great. So when you live up the block from a weatherman, it's even better. So Ed told me that this weekend is going to be fantastic, which is great because I'm having a huge barbecue on Saturday, uh, a little Labor Day barbecue, and everybody from my squad is coming over. We're having a lot of people. And um, I ordered a, I think I told you before, I mentioned on the show before, I have a 28-pound alligator coming up from Florida to be barbecued on uh, on on uh, Saturday. So I checked with UPS, and it's, they actually shipped it out of Florida early. So my gator is no longer in Florida. He is now in South Carolina, and he will be in my house tomorrow. So he'll be ready to be cooked on Saturday. So I'm extremely Dude. excited, and I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait to see pictures, man. That's going to be an absolutely epic barbecue. Uh, well, hey, this, this show's a little different. Um, some I've been looking to for a long time. We're going to do kind of a split show here, and the first part is one of the most important shows that we will do this entire year. Um, and for do that, I've got to bring on the leader of the DDP Sorcerers running team, and that is the great Matt Zurich. What's up, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, uh, I don't want to be left out of the hurricane talk, so I actually <laughs> endured a uh, West Coast hurricane about a week and a half ago where um, the hurricane came up west, but it got a little dramatic out here where a lot of the stores were, I don't know, do they do this by you if you need sandbags? They'll let yeah, you go pick it up. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but these locations were just giving you the actual bag that you had to go get your own sand <laughs> to show you how well prepared. <laughs> it is the desert, so there were people across the street. Um, I was going to say, how, how readily available is sand? <laughs> well, it's Vegas, so yeah. You it's know. Vegas, so All right. it is pretty available, but it was, it was fun. It was a little dramatic, though. It was nice. The weather dropped from 107, 110 to in the mid-70s, so I was, I was very excited by that. Um, when, when it gets when it gets really bad, talking about sandbags, uh, when it gets really bad, they do a they do a thing where like a dump truck will drive into the parking lot of a school, and will just drop like a dump truck full of sand, and then like all the people from like the local community and all of that, you arrive, they've got the bags there, you have to fill them yourself. Uh, and I go to these places to like get our 10 bags or whatever we're meant to get that is allotted to us. And as I walk out, Melanie goes, you're going to be back in like four hours, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm one of the guys that it takes four hours to fill 10 sandbags. And she looks at me and she goes, you need to not be so nice. So I get there and then I feel bad for people because I'm an upwardly mobile adult. I don't, I'm not particularly fit, but I know how to use a shovel, which cannot be said for everybody. Um, we also have a lot of like elderly people that come to these things sometimes and they'll show up or like husbands that are away or aren't even there. And like these wives turn up going, how do I fill sandbags? And I'm like, Give me your bags. And then like four hours later, I come home with like blisters on my hands. But yeah, so that's my sandbag story. I just pictured you showing up with just one of the little kids shovels, you know, just ready to ready to start loading. Um, well, hey, we, we've only got Matt for, for about 15 minutes. So I'm going to dive into kind of what um, we're here for. We're here tonight for something really, really special. And uh, that is to announce that we once again are going to be raising money through our running team for children's. Uh, cancer. Um, and Matt, I want to bring you in because this is something you and I've been working on for months now. We've been kind of getting organized on this and uh, we really did a lot of research on different charities. We did a lot of research on finding the right charity. And this year, I think we really nailed it, man, with who we've gotten together with. So I want to bring you on to talk about the details of who we are partnering with this year to raise a ton of money to uh, really, really take care of some of these families and some of these kids with children's cancer there in the central Florida area. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate you you bringing me on and letting me me talk about this. I've, I've become passionate about helping through our running group and the Sorcerer's Run Club. And this has been months in the making, and, and, and we are much more organized than we were last year. And we still managed to raise uh, a little north of $14,000 with 14 runners um, last year. This year, however, uh, we are switching charities. And the charity we have chosen is called Base Camp. And Base Camp is uh, serving children with cancer uh, in the Central Florida area, helping them and their families since 1982. Uh, BASE is an acronym for Believe, Achieve, Support, and Educate. And what we, I'm going to speak for Justin here in our multiple conversations we've had, and what we love about this organization is they have really embraced us with open arms and invited us in and, and been very flexible with how we want to help and, and kind of our needs. And they go above and beyond not just for the children, but for their family. Uh, there's so many things that they do for their families. And Justin, uh, I, I know you, you're really good at talking about some of that stuff, but uh, you know, what are some of the things that they do for their families and, and for the children down there? Yeah, something that I really love about this charity is that they're so hands-on. Um, so they do a lot of things. They do something, actually, this Friday, uh, I'll be down in Central Florida, and I think Dave's going to join me, and we are going over to uh, do something that they call Parents Night Out, where these parents that are absolutely you know, giving it their all to be supportive and to be there for their kids, um, they get a time away to go on a date, to go out for a couple hours, and volunteers come in and play with the kids and spend time with them. They do Christmas in July. They provide meals to the hospitals for the families. You know, the families are eating the same meals all the time with hospital food. So they'll bring in Olive Garden, Texas Roadhouse. But the, the one thing I really love that they do is they do what's called a second wish. And we, you know, when a, when a child gets cancer, comes down with cancer, and, you know, they get a make-a-wish, it's, which is fantastic. But if the child comes down with it a second or third time, they don't get another make-a-wish. So... Basecamp comes in and they said, hey, we're going to do $1,000 and we will give you a second wish. And I just, I'm going to tell a story really quickly. And this, you know, we've had a great re- relationship with Basecamp already where we've met with Terry, who founded Basecamp. Um, and we, you know, they've just been incredible with what they've given to us to be able to get this up and running. And uh, Terry was telling us a story and she said, you know, we went to this young, this young boy and it was his second round of cancer. And she said, hey, what do you want for your second wish. And he said, I just want my parents to be able to buy groceries. And when you hear that coming from a seven or eight, nine-year-old little boy who's fighting cancer for the second time, you realize the need for what we're doing um, to provide money. And so Terry said, that's done, but what do you want? He said, you know what? I've always wanted to take pictures. I love photography. I'd love to have a camera. They went out and they bought him a digital camera. Because that's what he wanted. And this is the type of charity we've partnered with. This, this charity is not a huge charity. They don't have a ton of money in the bank. 100% of the donations we will raise will go back to this charity that will go to these kids that need your help. And that's where this community comes in so key. Is that we have the platform and we have the community of positivity and love. That over the next four months we're going to be able to raise a ton of money to take care of these kids and take care of their families and to take just a little bit of stress off of them, even if it's just for a moment. Something else I really love, we're going to be hands-on. 
This isn't just going to be a monetary donation thing. If you're in Central Florida, we're going to set up opportunities for you to go. You can visit the hospital, deliver food. You can go to play with the kids. You know, you can donate your time as well. And so we are excited to partner with Basecamp for the foreseeable future, not just for these next four months, but for the next four months, our running team leading up to Marathon Weekend, we are full steam ahead, one foot in front of the other, and we are here to raise as much money as possible. So we are asking all the DDP to come together and let's take care of these kids because I think it's imperative that if, you know, we are so lucky to be able to give back and it's imperative for us to come together to do that. Um, Matt, you can talk just a little bit more about the charity that is, uh, you know, that's the one thing I kind of liked was the size of the charity. I like the aspect that they don't bring in a ton of monetary donations. So what we do will go a long way. Yeah. So, Based on our conversations with Terry, uh, she was kind of breaking that down for me. And and last year, they brought in about $500,000 in total donations. Now, half of those donations were cash donations, and the other half were things like hotel rooms, uh, free food from restaurants that she can deliver to the children and families uh, at the hospital. And the money that they take in, we actually had Joe Joe's wife, Jen, look at the charity do some research on it. And she gave us, Justin, I would say the most glowing review we could have possibly gotten about working with them to make us feel even better. And just based on our conversations with them, our donations and our money and our effort is going to go a lot further and it's going to have a further reach. You know, they do things, Justin, as well. I don't want to get lost on this. Little things, milestone parties, end of chemo and radiation parties, birthday parties, and grocery and gas assistance for families, right? All these things that you probably, I know I didn't think about in a family that has these humongous medical bills to try to support their children that are, and, and their family, and just helping them with gas to say, hey, you know what? This is fully paid for. Come on down. We'll take care of it for you. That's the impact we get to have, right? That we are lucky enough that we get to support and after our multiple conversations with them, I have never been more excited to to give back, not only because of who we're giving to, but who I get to do it with, right? All of you on this call, uh, I just feel the family, right? And I don't use that word lightly. I feel the love. I feel the support. And I'll share this. Justin, we just got off of Facebook Live, what would you say, about 25 minutes ago? Yeah, yeah. I've already had three people reach out to me on uh, Facebook Messenger about ideas and other ways they can help and other ways to support that I love. And, and I've already um, got, got my head spinning. But what I want to say about the last thing about the charity is they do it right. And this is about more than just giving them money, handing them a, a, a large size check, shaking their hand and walking away. This is a long-term relationship where our impact is going to go a lot further to the children and their families as well. Yeah, let me jump in really quickly. So there's a couple questions I know you're asking yourself right now is that's, you know, how can I get involved? There's a bunch of different ways. One, there's a link right below. You can click that link. They have set up a personalized web page just for our running team. You can, if you want, you do not have to be running Marathon Weekend to raise money for this. You can set up your own team under the DDP. Um, it's very easy. A couple clicks. 
You can set it up and then you will have a link that you can distribute to your friends, your family, coworkers. But I'm really, for everyone raising money this year, an imperative thing and it's something that we're really striving to do is reaching out to small businesses. Because I think if everyone goes out and reaches out to one or two business owners that you know and you say, hey, will you match $100 of donations or $200 of donations or $500 of donations? If you just go out and do that, we will absolutely be able to raise a ton of money. Our goal last year was originally $5,000. I'll never forget Rick Reagan, the great Rick Reagan, called me after I announced it. And he said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I laughed. <laughs> and I said, why? And he said, because you're going to hit it within 24 hours. And we didn't hit it in 24 hours. We hit it in three days. But we hit it. And we ended up going on to raise 14000 So let me say this. Our goal, starting goal this year, is $15,000. I think we'll crush it. I think we'll absolutely smash it. I think it'll be a lot more, and this money will go a long way. So there's a link right below. It'll take you to the website. You'll be able to go there, and you will be able to be a part of this amazing adventure we're about to go on over the next four months to support Basecamp, to support Terry, to support the staff at Basecamp, but mostly to support the kids, to support the family of what we've got. Um, Dave, this is – I think you know we get on here, a bunch of goofballs get on, talk about Disney, talk about you know our families – this is when using this platform becomes so imperative, becomes so important because we can make the little thing that we get to do and that's talk to people that have a like-mindedness and, and that we love, but we can use this platform and we can go do something really great. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've said it time and time again that something that started as three yahoos that has now progressed to sometimes up to five yahoos that get together and talk and just really just have a chat amongst ourselves and other people sometimes get to listen to it, um, has grown into this amazing group of people, this family that has come together. Think about how we label uh, the the Facebook page for it. It is the DDP family. Like it's this amazing family that has uh, sprung from this and come to uh, come together. And every so often, something like this comes up and we've now started to really focus it onto moments like uh, marathon weekend and things like that, where this is now we are the end of August. We're four months out. And this is really the DDP family call to arms. This is us saying, okay, let's reset. This is uh, something new, something, um, something important that we're working towards and um and we want you on board we want the family to be contributing to this i think that idea of uh touching base with uh small businesses is great um and uh, and testimony to who they are uh, matt's facebook messenger blowing up with people coming forward with ideas if you've got ideas come forward like this this group of people has some incredible minds involved in it um and just some wonderful people that all come together uh and i'm not surprised that rick said we were going to blow it out of the water because yeah we did and we nearly tripled what was the original number so uh i love that we have a lofty goal this time that something for everybody to work towards and uh we've we've started this process with enough time to really focus on it uh give it the give it the focus that it deserves and uh let's go yeah you know it's incredible mike five almost six years ago now <clears throat> you know we started talking disney and uh you know i can i think I can probably speak for you too that i never expected that we would be able to do something like this but i 
don't take it for granted that we're able to and that with being able to we not only should we have to like this is a responsibility that we have at this point yeah you know doing this podcast thing obviously it's enjoyable for us something we enjoy it's some downtime it's a you know it's a hobby it's a family it's a lot of great things come from it to be able to have this type of achievement where you can really make a difference in somebody's life the way that we are and have an impact i mean you know it's great everything that we do and everything we do together the friendships and and you know the the fips the trips and the family trips and everybody hanging out together and, and that's all great and that's 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 so minor compared to the major impact we could have on one person. And we have a lot of minor impacts on our lives and how much how positive it is for us. But to be able to really amplify that for somebody in such a need, I think it's amazing. You know, sometimes you get kind of, you know, you forget about the impact that the show has because it's just us sitting in a room and you don't really see what's going on. Um, sometimes from the outer layer looking in. But, um, but something like this that I'm glad I can be a part of and that I'm very proud of uh, really makes me really happy. And I'm glad that we're able to do this. Yeah. Also, uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna. This is something that DDP's super serious about. Away with me travel, super serious about. I will go ahead and tell you that away with me travel will be matching a thousand dollars of donations this year. Um, so whenever we talk about businesses matching, um, but there's we've already had a couple other companies that you know I know some of our runners have talked about. We just announced this tonight, and they're already saying they're gonna match up to a certain point too. But Mike, that's not the only thing. Away with me travel. There's gonna be, uh, of course, other matching too. Yeah, and uh, DDP today we will uh, our 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 group will uh, will put our own money up to that as well too. So I'm going to obviously for us we're going to uh, for the DDP us us guys we're gonna throw it up as well too. Yep, we will uh, DDP today as a show. We'll be matching a thousand dollars as well, um, and then we'll also be doing our own personal fundraising. So let's let's do this, guys. Let's step up, Matt. I can't thank you enough, man, for the hard work you've put in. I've seen behind the scenes what this has taken to get organized. Um, we will be sending out digital flyers. We will be sending out uh, information that you can easily take and send to businesses, send to friends, send to family. Um, the website is being finalized. When, when this drops, we're live up and running. We're starting September 1st. Um, so you'll be able to get on, click that link below, and really start passing this information along. Matt, thank you so much for everything you've done, man. And uh, you've been such a great leader in this, in this cause. And I just can't wait for the next four months to work with you. And to absolutely, you know, strive to reach this goal to to impact the lives of so many kids and so many uh, parents out there that are fighting this horrible, horrible uh, illness. And uh, I'm just very grateful for you, man. Um, closing words from you, but I know you've got to run. And then we're going to take a quick reset, and then we are going to come back with a uh, awesome topic to topics to talk as well. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate the run group. I appreciate. The, the DDP Today group as a whole, more than you guys know. And if you have any questions, if you're not running that weekend and you want to join and help raise money, reach out to me directly, Facebook Messenger on Facebook. Uh, get a hold of me. I'll, I'll get you all the details as we need it. Uh, well, Matt, dude, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. And uh, definitely, I'll put your uh, information in the link as well so that way people can get a hold of you. And, dude, let's do some amazing things. DDP family, step up. And uh, I can't wait for us all to work together to hit our goal. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, guys. DDP, it's so great, man, to have Matt Zurich on, and we are so excited to be partnering with Basecamp this year to, to you know raise money for these kids. So reach out if you have any questions. Of course, this will be going on for the next four months. You're going to hear us talk about it a lot. 
Uh, but we're going to get to a little bit of a topic tonight. We didn't want to just do that. Uh, look, one thing when you're planning a Disney trip is you kind of have to plan your dates around if there's going to be a large group inside Walt Disney World. You know, Mike, there has been multiple times you have been a part of these large groups. So let's go through some of the things that you should avoid when you're looking at calendars uh, if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World. And I'm going to start with the first one, and that is weekends where there are cheer or football or any of those sport camps going on down in Walt Disney World. Mike, I'll let you take this one because you have done it many times. Yeah, I would say, you know, there's, there's a couple of different types of, there's Summit and there's Worlds. There's a couple of different major cheer competitions. And it's obviously kids from all over the country. And it's one of those things where they kind of invade the parks because, you know, a lot of families come because you got a lot of people coming from all over. I mean, I think some of the best cheer groups out there are from Texas. You have ones that are from um, all over Nevada. I mean, there's some really, really big cheer groups out there. So when you're traveling across the country and you go to a, a great place like Disney World, the, the parents want to come, the aunts, the uncles, everybody wants to come. So it brings a large crowd. So besides having your large cheer group, you have all the entourage that comes with that as well, too. You know, all the other family that's in tow because, you know, you go to Disney World and, you know, they, it, it's almost like so now I've, been, I've been doing this a long time. And it's almost like it's, it's a huge accomplishment to make it to Worlds or Summit and to make it onto that big stage. But it's still just a stage in Disney World. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're playing in the World Series. Yes, you're playing in one of the, the you know, a phenomenal, you know, championship type thing. But it's just, it's it's not any more special than it's Disney World. They could have had it in, you know, some other convention center somewhere else. It's the actual event that means a lot, not so much the stage that it's on. Now, it's been known to be in Disney World for a long, long time. And um, it just seems to get bigger and bigger every year. And um, I think I think it was two years ago. It was Sarah's last year um, that that she was cheering. It was you know right before she started going to college. And um, Rick hadn't moved down yet. Rick was still up north, and they were planning on coming down south. They were kind of getting that that bug and that itch. And him and Corey came down to watch Sarah compete, which was amazing. You know, I mean, just you know to kind of hang out with us and see that. And I think Rick was blown away by the how crowded the ESPN Sports Center was, with the amount of people that were there. The wall to wall. It almost looked, and, and you know, I mean, I'm sure Dave could back me up on this because if you've ever been there for that, you know, when you come into the parks when it's one of the craziest, busiest times, like on New, you know, on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve or you know, Christmas Day or one of those peak park days, that's how the ESPN Sports Center feels like with all of the cheerleaders and the family and the coaches and the assistant coaches and the. Uh, it's just it's so overwhelming. So when you have that whole cheer season, and I would say it's probably from the middle of January till the end of february is probably when a lot of those big competitions go on you're gonna get some pretty big crowds yeah it is yeah, an absolute oh, well, go ahead, Dave. Yeah. yeah it is an absolute no, zoo um because um it's it's espn wide world of sports is one of those fascinating places where it's completely deserted or absolute bedlam there is no middle ground there's either four people total walking around or tens of thousands of people crammed into that space it's absolutely fascinating so and i mean yeah it does get a little out of hand so uh it's worthwhile knowing that and it's also one of those things that uh disney did really well where if you rewind 10 
15 years ago, there used to be these little pockets of time where it wasn't as busy in Disney World. That was a thing. And people used to always come during those times. And if you asked somebody, they would be like, oh, yeah, as soon as the holidays is over and January gets done and the temperature just starts to dip a little bit in Florida, that's when we go. And then and then Disney was like, well, we're going to do marathon weekends and we're going to do cheer season and we're going to do. And it just became them filling it with all of these other reasons for people to come during these slow seasons and these low times. And now it's packed more than a normal day now. Like it's insane. So, yeah, um, definitely worthwhile looking at a calendar and talking to your well-informed uh, travel agent from Away With Me Travel plug um to uh because and that's really uh, it's another thing that uh a travel agent brings to the table is the knowledge of what else is going on and what else is impacting uh your travel plans we know you nailed it too man you were talking about how i, I remember when katie and i first got together and we would go down and we would go in like february mm-hmm. and there was real dead times i mean like there was real times we could go and we would not see you know, but a couple people on Main Street. That just doesn't happen anymore. Um, Mike, it's, you know, I've never been a part of one of those groups. And, I, you know, I knew you guys did it a little bit different, you know, especially when the girls are a little bit older. They kind of run around and do their thing. How, it's weird, how active uh, do you have, are like the, like let's say the cheer competitions, right? Now I'm, I'm going into the, to the woods I've never gone into. The cheer competitions. How, how much time does that take out of your day? Because like, of course, at the resorts, and typically they stay at, like the value resorts. Um, you don't, you know, you see them in the parks, but I feel like it, they would have to be over at ESPN for a good chunk of change. For us, it's really not a Disney vacation. I mean, there are times where they go and they might get one park day out of the four days that they're down there. You know, plus a lot of times this is during school season. Um, so unless you're one of those particular cheer gyms where everybody there is homeschooled uh, and the mm. parents make a vacation out of it, or if you're coming from far, if you're coming from the West Coast or something along those lines, you might want to make it a long vacation. You know, you're taking a trip to Florida, you don't want it to be just a couple of days, you want to actually spend time in the park because you might not get out there that much. You know, this might be this gym's first time actually making it to that competition. And this is, this is a really big deal because this could be this entire team's first time going to Disney World. So they might take a little bit of extra time and you might see them in the park a little bit before, a little bit after the competition. But especially even from New York, even because a lot of obviously, you know, a lot of New Yorkers and the whole East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, that that whole you know section up there that where I grew up, that area is always in Disney. It almost seems like they come down there all the time. So for them to go down to Disney, it's not that big of a deal. It's something normal. Majority of the families do up there at least once in their lifetime or at least once every couple of years. You get the point. They go down there quite a bit. So for us, sometimes we wouldn't even go into the parks. And if the way you would kind of base your park days were, if the girls came in on a Thursday, they would practice all day Friday. They didn't go to the park because they would have to compete on Saturday. So you don't want them to be too tired because, you know, being going to the parks can get tiring. So they would compete on Saturday. And if you made finals, well, then you had to compete again on Sunday. But if you went and you bombed on Saturday, which you don't want to do, and you didn't make finals, well, now you got a park day on Sunday. 
Sunday. So you really don't want to have that park day <laughs> um, because you didn't make it that far. You know, you didn't make it to finals. Um, so you, you really kind of, you can't base and say, well, I'm going to have, you know, uh, plans to eat at Tiffin's on Sunday at Animal Kingdom because, you know, we had a great celebration on Saturday. Well, you, you might be competing on Sunday. You might not know your time. You know, you might think, well, I'll be able to compete in the morning and then go out for dinner. You don't know because depending upon where the other teams lie, you could get stuck. So I think a lot of families that don't come a lot kind of do the the before and the after. So even if there's a cheer competition on a Saturday or a Sunday, you might be good for those particular days because that they're because they're going to be at ESPN and they won't be walking around the parks. But the days leading up to and the days leading after are going to be where you're stuck. I do know that the top ten teams usually get a night in the parks and they give the they give the cheer mm. teams one park. So this year, Sammy got to do like an after hours party at Hollywood Studios. I think Hollywood Studios closed at ten o'clock and they gave them from ten to twelve or ten to one uh, just the cheer teams and their family. If you made the top ten teams, you got to go to the after hours party at the park which was great for them because it was kind of like doing a dvc party because the parks were pretty much empty there wasn't a lot of capacity there um you know the parks were closed to the general public now not everything was open you know sometimes they do that with the parties but that that particular party she got to go to her and her friends which was great because they got to you know get pictures with all of her cheer team on tower of terror and you know being on a rock and roller coaster so it makes for some great team memories too to be able to do those kind of after parties uh i know this year was um hollywood studio Studios. I think the year before was Epcot. I can't remember. We go so many times, so many, so many often, so often that I can't keep track of when they were. But I do know that this time, this last time, was uh, Hollywood Studios because she's got a whole picture with all of her group on uh, Tower of Terror. See, that's super cool. Those are memories too that she'll have forever. Uh, Dave, let's dive into one of the reasons we had Matt on, and that's leading up to Marathon Weekend. Disney got really smart over the years, and they said not only can we make money, um, but we can fill the parks whenever they're slower by creating marathons. Uh, that people strive to be at. Look, I mean, this is a huge thing for the DDP. We love coming together as a family there. Um, marathon weekends are have turned into, I mean, we're talking 30, 40, 50,000 people traveling from around the world to come be a part of those events, when typically those used to be the weekends that you could walk through the park and not see too many people. Yeah, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, they were those weekends where you could stand in Fantasyland and throw something and not hit a person. And for the record, don't do that. That's not a good idea. But yeah, like it was one of those quote unquote slower times. And then with the creation of Marathon Weekends, we now have flocks of people that uh come there uh so many people arrive early so many people arrive late uh or stay late afterwards and then hobble around the parks for the next three days that's always fun to watch as well those marathon runners and and don't get me wrong i respect them i can't do it so like i'm always like wow that's wow that's amazing but um yeah it, it really does get quite busy. Um, if you are looking to come during that time, there's so many people that come in on the uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and leave that Thursday because they want to get out of town before the, the marathon runners all hit and arrive because it does turn into a very focused weekend directed to them. Uh, your experience in the park is going to be impacted, particularly over at Epcot. Um, Epcot morning... Mm of the full marathon don't go there just just don't don't go to epcot on marathon as a guest on marathon morning if you're going to like cheer on your family and friends that are running yeah go do that don't go there to ride rides like navigating through the park is it's abysmal it's horrible 
and it's one of the worst park experiences you'll have as a guest trying to get through there because they shut down walkways and then they do these intermittent it's it's insane um the the, well, the one thing I would say, though, is this. It's a little different for Marathon Weekend than it is for what I would consider like cheer weekends, mm-hmm. football weekends, like that kind of stuff. Because especially for the days of the 5, the 10, the full, the half, really the parks are crazy during the day, but then they die off at night. Yeah. Because all the runners go they, to bed they early because they have a 2, 3 a.m. call time yep. you know, to get up and be. So really, if you like, if you can do a pool day, and then do a late afternoon, evening day in the parks, yep. you'll notice the parks will die as people go to bed. Very quickly, about that 7 p.m. time frame, like they, they just, yeah, they, they empty out real fast because people need to get to bed. That is definitely a thing. So, yeah. No, and it's about, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm not saying don't go during these times. Don't go, like, go during a cheer season. As we discussed, there are times there. Just know what you're walking into. Be informed, talk to your travel agent, do the research, uh, and know what you're walking into. Um, So, yeah. Um, There's one other thing that I wanted to mention. It wasn't on your list. I don't know if you've still got um, another list, uh, anything else on your list of uh, No, just the ones I kind of sent you guys is kind of what I was thinking of. The other thing, and this one's a little harder to plan, is corporate groups. Oh, yeah. That's hard to know about, it too, because that's that stuff's not released to the public Correct. most of the time. But, I mean, every year, every single year, every year, um, there's a huge company called Gartner uh, that uh, do a retreat for their employees, for a convention, for uh, their corporate retreat, um, and they buy out basically all of yacht and beach they erect additional um uh convention spaces in uh in that area they actually build like um what's the word i'm looking for temporary buildings like temporary structures um to like have as extra space to cater for uh this large group we're talking like i don't know i think it's like fifty thousand people that uh come from around the country um by the time all of their families are involved um there's another one uh it's called what's that one called ypo um is the young president's organization um and they bring the uh extended families uh for a big event i think that happens every two years uh so yeah there are some definite um uh corporate uh elements that can impact your visit um to to disney world so it's really really worth knowing uh what's going on in disney world um and yeah you will see some of those things impact your your visit so um just worth being aware of um and thinking about how you're going to tackle it and um how you're going to pivot your entire vacation when these things are going on pivot um the the one uh the one thing i'd say too is even if you arrive at the parks and and a lot of times there'll be an early park closure because of a um, a company coming in. Yeah, you know, they can do buyouts. Uh, that's another. Yeah. That if you see that uh, while you're planning, that's usually a good indication that there's a large corporate group in town that week. If you're like, wait, 
When is Magic Kingdom close at 11 p.m. every single day and then it's closing at 6 p.m. on this day? They usually leave it open until about 6 or so, very rarely. Uh, The only time it ever closes at about 4-ish is because um, sometimes the Disney company will do a thing for cast members like a recognition yeah. thing. Uh, and that's, I was, I'm like, I know it does occasionally happen. I think it's uh, during those recognition evenings that they do it for that. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, that's a great point because that is something it's hard to plan for. It's hard to know about. But typically, if you can look at the hours, you can kind of see like, oh, there's going to be something going on that night. And you know there's not a party or you know there's not uh, something going on that's been planned for a long time that's on the Walt Disney World website. Typically, that is a corporate event and... Um, Definitely going to be a lot of people over there. Uh, Yacht and Beach, it's going to be interesting uh, with the uh, uh, like closures that are going going on over there as far as like certain amenities and stuff like that um, because Stormlong Bay is getting a, a, a complete haul over. Um, and it is going to be closing extensively. I don't believe it's until 2025, but they just announced that. Um, and Ooh. so people can plan ahead. But yeah, I think it's supposed to be closed for almost six months. And the only access to a pool you'll have will be the quiet pools. So, yeah. I mean, Beach Club, Yacht Club, that's like the selling point for that area. I can't imagine staying there and just having access to the quiet pools. Do you, you don't even get access to Boardwalk? Nope. Wow. Well, I mean, they might. It's Like I said, it's that far away right now. But as of right now, that's what they have it as. Ugh. I would think they'll probably open up Boardwalk because Boardwalk's got a good pool as well. Well, we also saw what happened, Mike, when we were in Disneyland with the pools. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. your pool was closed, and it makes the other pools so crowded yeah, that you You're can't right. enjoy them, really. So, I mean, I definitely, when it comes to 2025, will be steering my clients away from staying there. I just don't think it'll be – even if they open Boardwalk, I'll be steering them away from Boardwalk because I just – Unless you're just dead set, you want to do every day in Epcot, then you know you don't really care about the pools. But outside of that, man, that's that's going to be a huge hindrance to that resort. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, another thing I want to get into uh, really quickly is another reason that these places can get absolutely packed, and that's something we see going on right now, and that is Food and Wine Festival, and that is the festivals that happen uh, there at Walt Disney World, Mike. There are people, and I know I'm one of them, who literally plan vacations based on the festivals. Yeah, I mean, you know, because it, it's different every year. You know, when, you, when you're a regular Disney-going person, you know, like us, and you go quite frequently, or your locals or your annual pass holders that get to go down a lot, you need some kind of variety once in a while. You need something to change it up a little bit, you know, add a little spice to your life. And when you get to have something like the food and wine where it's different every year, where you're going to have different vendors, different types of food to try, or I mean, some stuff might be the same, but the majority of it, they're trying to change it up from year to year to year. So when they're able to do that, it kind of gives you a little bit of a different variety on your vacation. I mean, I've tried stuff from one vacation to another, you know, doing food and wine, and I've got to try and sample some stuff that I didn't get to try at one particular time. So I think having that having that will bring the extra crowds in, especially the locals that go regularly. I mean, people like us that go constantly, I you know, it's kind of hard to draw you out to. I mean, there's so many times you can do pirates. I mean, it's something you ride all the time, but if I'm able to go to Epcot and try something new or some kind of new dessert or a uh, the way they put some kind of food together like when they do the deconstruction stuff when it comes to the art the art festival, there's there's a lot of cool stuff out there. So, I really like that they add that little extra spice and variety, something different in a place that you're very familiar with. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's one of those things that I love the festivals. And even if I've done them over and over again, Mike, you nailed it. There's something new every single time. Like, there is something new that you can go and you can enjoy every single festival. 
Um, and that, but it's another thing Disney did. Look, Disney, Disney's really smart with this. This isn't the first time. Like Disney years ago said, hey, we're letting people stay off property. Why don't we build resorts that people can stay here? Disney years ago said people are going off property shop and buy their souvenirs. Why don't we create a place where they can go shop on property um, and go and it's a place that will keep them in? They know how to keep people in the bubble. And if they can create something that people are passionate about and a reason to come to Walt Disney World, then they're going to do it. And they've filled those gaps in with things like Marathon Weekend, Cheer Weekends, you know, other sporting weekends, um, corporate events, like, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the festivals, like all those are there. And it's really smart with what they've done to be able to, uh, to do that. The last one I want to get into is something that we're already seeing. We see it going on right now. And that is parties. Dave, people clamor for the parties at the parks. And Mickey's not so scary. They're already Mickey happy. Very merry. It's been yeah. two weeks of, of it started not in so like, scary. I feel like June. Just so it's like there's, a, there's giant like bands of clouds roaming across Florida right now. And there's a not so scary Halloween party taking place right now while we're talking. Like, and there's people in yep. the parks just being like, we're going to get wet. Okay, like they they love it, and and I get it. It's amazing. It's we've all been to parties. They they do a great job with them, but it then is another thing that brings people in, and it's you've got to figure out how that's going to impact your vacation, how you're going to structure your vacation, and how you're going to adapt uh, to deal with roves of crowds that are coming in at four p.m. Um, are you hitting Magic Kingdom early, getting as much done as possible so that you're not there when the 4 p.m. crowd that are arriving as part of that early access for the party is arriving? Are you getting out of Dodge before that happens? Are you um, are you going to a different park for the evening? Do you need the park hopper for that reason? Like there's all these things that understanding understanding what other people are going to do is now a huge part of the planning process for a Disney vacation. It used to be, oh, big time. We're going to do yeah. this. We're going to show up, and we're going to do this. That's like, and that's all well and good. But now you also need to understand what the herds are going to be doing as well, so that you can adequately prepare. So, a hundred percent. Guys, I want to go around the table really quickly. Any tips or tricks you guys have to kind of beating those moments when maybe you didn't know. Maybe you didn't know that these things were going on. You get there and there's crowds. I'll give you my first one, and that is something I don't typically I don't typically tell, especially first-time Disney guests or Disney guests that don't go that often. I don't recommend this for you, but I do recommend it if you're going during one of these periods, and that is to do park hopper. And the reason for that is it is essential when you're there during one of these events to be able to move to another park if you need to after 2 p.m. I really do think that it is an absolute must. Most of the time, like, don't worry about park hopping. There's enough to do in each park. You don't need to hop around. But for these, especially the fact that you can go do Epcot during the day, if it gets busy at night, pop over to Hollywood Studios, pop over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, having that that kind of flexibility whenever there's big crowds, I think is key. So that's one of my tips. Dave, a tip for people just to kind of beat these uh, these crowds. Yeah, I think uh, that one of yours is definitely a big one, and that's kind of what I was referring to before. Like uh, going with that flexibility of being able to, uh, and and having that in your back pocket is definitely a thing. I mean, even so far in that, 
if you are going on your first time and you don't have the park hopper and then randomly you start seeing that this is going on and you're and there is some crowd group that is uh, arriving at a particular time that's impacting yours and you need to be more flexible i mean weigh your options and decide is it worth the extra money to attach that to the to your ticket so that it gives you that flexibility that's definitely something um to be aware of um the biggest thing the biggest tip and trick and i've said it now three or four times in this whole uh conversation and that is research you've got to ask the questions you've got to know what's going on listen to travel agents listen to locals uh if you arrive at your resort and uh, you're checking in and the person on the front desk goes, oh, you're you're one of the, the few people that aren't with the, the group. Be like, what group is what group is here? Like, ask those questions. They'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, there's a big conference group in town or, oh, there's a cheer weekend happening over at um, ESPN. And so, you, like, use your context clues and do your research so that um, you can have the information to then be able to to make the right call so that you feel the impact as least amount as possible. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you've been firsthand in these things. What's a tip you would give people to kind of beat the crowds whenever they're maybe didn't know that they were going during these events? Uh, always have a plan B. Uh, even on a regular vacation, just always be able to adjust. Don't get so – I mean, have a game plan when you're going to do your vacation, but always have a backup plan. Say, hey, you know, if I want to go to Epcot and I want to ride Guardians and I want to go do this, but you wind up going to Epcot and then Guardians is closed or you run into a situation where, you know, or you wind up getting to a park and the park is absolutely packed, make sure you have some other game plan in mind. Be able to adjust, maybe change your schedule around and say, hey, I couldn't – you know, I couldn't – do Epcot today. Maybe I'll do Epcot tomorrow. Just be able to adjust your plans and don't be, don't be, don't let your changing plans spoil your vacation because you couldn't do something the day you wanted to do or if it didn't go according to plan, just adjust with it and go with it and enjoy your time while you're there. 100%. It's one of those things too where I say enjoy the pool time, enjoy some resort time. And also, this may be your key to using Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. Uh, the fact that you can use those, you don't have to wait in those extremely long lines. You can do what you want to do in a shorter period of time. But overall, do your research, like Dave said. Make sure you know what's going on. And if you're going to be there during those times, make sure you're ready for it. And uh, and I think you're still in. Even if, look, if this is the only time you can go, you're still in for a magical vacation. So make sure to uh, do the research. Make sure you're ready for those uh, big, big crowds whenever those huge events are going on in the parks. You know, during those crowds, there are certain things that you can take advantage of. You know, if you're running a marathon, if you're there for a cheer competition, or if you're there for a festival. You know, if you're there for a festival, they have lots of great food you can try. If you're there for a marathon, they have lots of great meet and greets that you can do with, you know, meeting characters that you don't always get to meet. And if you get to stop and see one of those characters that you get on a meet and greet on a, one of those marathon parade, one of those marathon days, take a picture with them. Post them on our DDP, uh, DDP Today Facebook page. We have an amazing DDP Facebook page that posts some great pictures. Brings you to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for it's time us to for get us our Picks of the Week. All right, guys, my favorite thing every week, and uh, that's Picks of the Week. And uh, Dave, what's your Pick of the Week? Uh, so my Pick of the Week is going to go to uh, a friend of a friend of the DDP family, um, somebody who uh, contributes and um, is probably one of the first people that really opened my eyes to uh, the impact that we have. Um, our good friend Derek Pitzer, 
uh, posted a photo of him catching up with uh, Drew Munkemeyer. I'm, I hope I'm saying his Monkey Mayor. Yes, yeah. cool. Uh, I hope I'm, I'm saying... saying it wrong, though. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's his new name, anyway. Drew, we love you. Thank you. Um, but um, just a testimony to two people that met through um, through this group um, and uh, and organized to catch up. Um, like we we plan. Disneyland adventures and people get to meet people and uh, there's been a lot of uh, folks posting about making new friends through that. Uh, I just love to random guys catching up and meeting friends that uh, share this in common and taking a moment to take a picture and um, and get together. Uh, it's it's a testimony to what this is um, and we're we're blessed to have we're blessed to have Drew, we're blessed to have Derek uh, and so many other people that have joined this family to um, to create what it is that we do here. That's my pick of the week. Cool. Great pick. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go with Cammie DeFue. Uh, she said, I went to the gift shop for a hairbrush. I don't know what happened, but I've got one happy boy. My three-year-old loves it, too. And uh, it's her and her husband and uh, or him and her, him and then her husband playing on the floor with the monorail set uh, that I've always wanted to buy. We've got uh, it. That thing's epic, man. Uh, uh, my daughters and, love uh, it. Yeah, man. MJ looks so happy. Uh, and Cami, I want to thank you so much for letting Away With Me Travel be a part of planning your vacation. And I'm glad you guys had an amazing time. Appreciate y'all. And I absolutely love all the photos and all the videos. And uh, definitely my pick of the week. It was an easy one this week. Very cool. Great pick. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Dave Patton and Judy Patton. And uh, one of those greatest things that you get to post, and it's the countdown. 39 days to Disney. It's almost go time. And it's got a picture of, looks like, uh, the daughter with uh, Judy there standing in front of the castle. The 50th castle all decorated out. So enjoy your vacation. I would love to see more pictures from when you get to be on the vacation and post them because, you know, we love our DDP pictures. Definitely. I tell you what, DDP family, it is absolutely awesome to be back this week. We got Dave and Mike and myself. Joe was hated he couldn't be here, but he is heading on vacation. And uh, Dan just got back from Mexico and he is working this evening, so he couldn't be here. But we are always happy to be talking about Disney with you. And guys, what a great start to have Matt on to roll out the charity for this year. Base Camp Children's Cancer Charity located in Central Florida. Check them out. You can just Google Basecamp. Um, of course, you can click the link below if you want to start uh, helping donation-wise to reaching our goal of $15,000 by December 31st to help these kids who are fighting this terrible disease and uh, their families as well. So they do so many great things over there. The, um, we will be having Terry on a show very, very soon to discuss awesome. Basecamp. Um, so that's going to be really, really cool. So super excited about that. Super excited about leading up to it. And uh, I definitely appreciate everyone's hard work that's been going on with that. But boys, let's close this up. Uh, awesome chatting about groups at Disney. And you know, a lot of people don't think that far ahead. They don't think about all the groups that could be there. And uh, it can definitely impact your Disney vacation. So something to keep in mind of the future is taking a look at the, you know, doing a little research and make sure that when you're going, if there is a group, plan ahead. Make sure you can take, you know, pivot if you need to and uh, still make that Disney vacation epic, even though you are surrounded by either cheerleaders, football players, runners, or uh, maybe just people dressed in Halloween costumes. So, oh, yeah. uh, all those great That's things. That's the other one. We didn't mention this. Going the day what? after Super Bowl. Don't go oh, to Magic I've been Kingdom. there a day after Super Bowl, too. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, because yeah, everyone goes. Yeah, just think about what's going on. That's all we're saying. Um, 100%. <laughs> well, let's close, let's close it up. Dave, coming to you, man. Closing words. Yeah, um, 
super excited for uh, this charity uh, that we're now working with um, and a, a, a lofty goal to get us started, but so many amazing uh, participants and incredible people uh, part of this group. I will say when you first were like, oh, yeah, it's this charity that deals with uh, kids and um, fighting cancer and it's called Base Camp. I was like, wait, we take them base jumping? That's awesome. It's completely different. That has nothing to do with this. And I would like to stomp out that rumor right now. It's got nothing to do with this. Um, I, yeah, if, if if we did, then I don't think we would raise that much money. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe you never maybe. know. Let's, yeah. let's like, anyway, um, but no, that's not what this is. Uh, but we are partnering with them and um, an incredible group of people and uh, a very worthy group of people for DDP to be partnering with. And I love that this isn't something that we're just doing now. Um, we're setting in motion uh, things that are going to continue uh, for both groups uh, working towards a common goal. It's beautiful. Awesome. 100%. 100%. Mike, closing words, brother? Yeah, I'm super excited to be you know, joined up with this charity. Um, it's, one of the, it's one of those feel-good things. I'm so glad we're getting to be able to do this, to take the, 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 the positivity that we have with this podcast and share it with other people in a whole different way, I think is amazing. And before I go, I also want to thank everybody for my birthday wishes this week. It was my oh, birthday yeah. a couple of days ago, and Joe threw a post up on the page, and I got a lot of text and thank you, a lot of text and birthday wishes and, um, you know, messages and uh, Facebook shout-outs. So uh, thank you to everybody who did, po you know, think about me that day and sent me a post, a text, or a call or whatever. Um, I appreciate it, and thanks to our DDP family for being part of my day on my birthday. Or a voicemail. Yes, I got that too. I still have that. I'm going to save that for a show. You going to save that? Of course. That'll be that'll, I wrote that that'll song. be a that'll be a Patreon extra. Yeah, that is extra. a Patreon exclusive. You can <laughs> I haven't even heard it and I know that you can't play that as part of a normal episode, okay? I wrote him a birthday. I wrote yep, him a birthday I song. I need, really... I need no more information. I'll it was really sweet, wasn't it, Mike? I'll probably, I will probably share it with our, uh, our Halloween Horror Nights people first. We'll get to play it during. Uh, there you awesome. go. Awesome. Like we'll it. start there, and we'll see if it goes from there. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue on to a Patreon show. We'll see. I love it. Well, DDP Patreon family, we appreciate you. Um, we're calling on you. Come together as a group. Come together as a family. You know, reach out to as many people as you know, businesses, and let's raise a ton of money for base camp for these kids. And uh, definitely, if you have any questions, make sure to reach out to me, and uh, we will get you taken care of. I will answer all those, and I'll put you in contact with uh, Terry over at base camp. You can ask her questions, and of course, you can click that link, and you can be a part of the uh, effort that we have here with our DDP Sources running team to raise as much money as possible for these kids. We appreciate you. We love you. Have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. Smile. Make someone else smile. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day. Spread some Disney love and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder and that's a wrap.
This has been YDF Media Productions.